to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad that you're here. Welcome to episode 27 of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? I'm doing very well. That's good. That's good. I wish I was dressed more like you. I know. I just noticed you're wearing like a turtleneck and I'm wearing a sleeveless (laughs) shirt. Is it cold in Alabama today? It is cold and rainy and just gray. So Jen and I were at the beach the week before last. And if I hadn't gone to that beach, I would have not seen sunshine. I never saw sunshine all last week other than like 15 minutes one afternoon the sun popped out. Well, it's been sunny here. That was my sunshine therapy for the spring, I think. Well, summer is coming. Okay, so I I lie. It's 66 degrees outside, but it feels... Oh, my gosh. It feels very cold because the sun's not out. Well, yeah, that is cold. It's in the 70s here. It might, it might even be like 80. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 79 degrees here. Oh, yeah. So I'm sorry that you're having 66. That makes me sad in your beh- on your behalf. I know. Yeah. I know. Anyway. Well, at least it's not snowing. You know, we've got friends in the cold places like Montana, Montana. and they're like, look at the snow we got. And I'm like, this is May. We're recording in May, even though this comes out June 2nd. But in May, it's snowing. And I'm like, y'all got to move down here. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you got to move up here, Sherry. (laughs) I know. I do need to move east. Four hours makes all the difference. Apparently. It is funny when our friends, Jen and I have a couple friends that live up north and they talk about how awful the weather is all winter. And in my head, I'm like, why are you there? You can move, you know? Yes. Pack a truck and relocate. Come on down, you know. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I couldn't deal with all that snow. I mean, I would like to see a flake. We haven't had a flake. And I mean, I haven't seen a snowflake in years. It's been a few years since we've had one. And, you know, it's few and far between over anyway. It's not like we used to have have a lot of snow and now we don't. But I would like to see a flake. But I don't want to see a foot. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. If I didn't have to go anywhere for a couple of days, I wouldn't mind a good snowstorm. But see, here's the thing. A couple of days. That, we don't want right. to get snowed in for a long time, right. right? But considering that Alabama is not prepared for snow whatsoever, I just hope it stays away. Exactly. I'll travel when I want to see some snow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jen has exciting news. Oh, well, I, I do have exciting news. Yes, we're recording this on a Tuesday, and I submitted my book to my editor on Friday. So it is so exciting. And so she's got the book. She's actually already read it. She sent me an email yesterday, and she said, I read it like a consumer, just really fast, just straight through, and I love it. It's so good. She's like, now I've got to read it like an editor. Now, that's the part that scares me, of course. Yes, now she's going to pick it apart. <laughs> right. And send right. you send you her, her red pen markups. <laughs> that's true. That is what she's going to do. But what's funny is, you know, she could have said, well, I read it like a consumer, and they're not going to like it. You're going to have to start again. So <laughs> she didn't say that. So right. two thumbs up. She likes it. So. Well, I got a little sneak peek of it at the beach uh, the other day, and it's going to be wonderful. You guys are going to love it. Yay! Jen's teacher history, like, shines through. I can't help it. That's that's the thing. And somebody who read Fast Feast Repeat when I was still in the, the writing process, I would send it to, to her. It was a friend, and she was reading it, and she said, all books should be written by teachers. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, we that's what we're designed. We're taught to deliver curriculum. So we know how to make it flow. Good teachers know how to tell a story. And that's what writing is. You know, I've been writing with my voice, and now I'm just writing with 
words. Well, and you do a really good job of laying out the information and then turning it back on the reader and making them think and apply it to their life. So there's some critical thinking involved. And again, that's the teacher part of me. And this book is very different because after every chapter, there's a place for you to reflect and take action. So it's like really part of workbook, honestly. I don't know how they're going to, they're probably going to curse me at the publishing house because <laughs> they're like, I don't, probably don't know how to put it in a book. But I already know there's going to be a PDF that people can download from my website and then use that to do the reflecting and take action because it's going to be, you know, you're going to have stuff to do. This book is very action oriented. It's not just a book that you read it and then you're like, well, I learned a little something. No. And it's not about intermittent fasting. So more about everything that it's about, but it's about, you know, living a a lifestyle that's healthy with the products you choose and also the food that you eat, but not to the point where you feel like you're trapped in perfection because we're not going to do any of that. We don't have to be perfect. We want it to be livable and doable, but you're going to, you're going to create your own definition of what that feels like to you. I'm not just telling you do this, do this, do this. Anybody who's read my books knows that I don't do that. Right. So you learn you pick out what you want to apply to your life, and then you make an action plan of how to apply it. Exactly. So Love it. Oh, I hope that people like it. I hope that people are inspired to make some changes. I'm sure they will be. Well, each week we start our show with our good news segment, and today's contribution is from Meg in South Bend. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know where South Bend is. Indiana. Oh, is that where it is? <laughs> yes. My brain was going to the Dakotas. Okay. I think it's South Bend, Indiana. And that we're like... I, that sounds right. A big college is there. I feel, we sound like we're not big college football. <laughs> is it Purdue? Maybe. <laughs> Our people are laughing at us right now. I'm though, sure they sure. are. I'm sure. <laughs> I know that. I See, I grew up knowing the ACC. And if it wasn't the ACC, I didn't know it. We were Clemson fans. That was it. Then I went to Wake Forest, also ACC. Cal went to Georgia Tech. Then I, you know, married Chad. He's a UGA guy. So I had to learn about, you know, (laughs) a different conference. But still, I don't know a lot about anyway. Well, and I'm just geographically challenged. That's right. I'm a visual person, so I do great with maps, but. Well, now I'm so confused because the ACC is no longer even, con- you know, just st- schools in the Atlantic region. So I can't keep up. So then I gave up. Well, anyway, I'm a you know Kansas City girl. So when Mizzou went to the SEC, that just really blew my mind. Columbia, Missouri is not in the South. I don't know why it's right. in the Southern exactly. Conference. Yeah. But I've never hey. been a big SEC fan. So. <laughs> well, my husband is. Well, Chad is. <laughs> Anyhow, Meg from South Bend, she said, I wanted to share an exemplary customer service experience with you. My husband and I were grocery shopping in Meyer. We were looking for Hebrew national hot dogs, as they are the only ones my husband will eat. We didn't see them at all in the case, so I asked an employee who was stocking meat if he knew if they even carried them. He told us that once in a while they would have them, but he didn't think that they had any today. We continued with our shopping, and we were in the produce section when the same meat guy came up to us and asked, are you the ones looking for the Hebrew nationals? We answered that we were. In his hand was a case of the hot dogs. He said that he was unpacking, and he just randomly came across them, so he came in looking for us. I thought that was above and beyond, and I really appreciated his kindness. I've really been enjoying your podcast, and I appreciate all the hard work you have put into it. That's great. I, I love that. I have a customer service shout out to share. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Well, <laughs> you were with me. Oh. So Jen and I were shopping in like, is that North Myrtle Beach at the Outlet yes. Mall? Oh, so yes, we were yes, at yes, this yes, Outlet yes. Mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that Outlet Mall. Tanger Outlets in North Myrtle Beach. Love it. Yeah. So I went into the Vera Bradley store. I kind of needed some new luggage. Mine was is like 10 years old and it's starting to tear, get torn and stuff. And it's well-loved. And so I bought a bunch of stuff because it was like a super good deal. And then suddenly I realized that I only had one carry-on bag that I flew to Myrtle Beach with, which means I only had one carry-on bag to get home with. And I, at the (laughs) register, I said, goodness, I don't know how I think I'm getting all this home. And the lady said, oh, I'd be happy to ship it to you. So she boxed it up and I think I bought it on a Wednesday or Thursday, and by Monday it arrived at my house. That's amazing. She, she had it packaged all up nice, and so free shipping. Free shipping didn't charge me a thing. See, that's something to always think about when you're in an outlet mall. Now, I bet listeners will have an idea that you could ask. I bet a lot of stores might do that if you just ask. 
I bet they would. Especially at an outlet mall. Because that's what she said. She said as long as you spend over, I think she said $70, they ship for free. So it's probably very similar to if you ordered it online or however when they offer free shipping. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, I've never thought to ask for it in a store. So No. That there will, you go. Yay. That fits with our topic today of hidden vacation gems and things you can do on vacation. All right. So listeners, we need your stories. Send us your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. So before we get to the life lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And this week, I want to talk about Sunbasket. I haven't talked about Sunbasket before, but I know Sherry has. If you go to jenstevens.com and go to the favorite things tab there, I have a link to all of my favorite home delivery companies. But Sunbasket is one that has just popped back up to the top of my favorites. And you know, for all the reasons Sherry shared and... It's just so convenient. You know, I hadn't used them for a while. I used Sunbasket, you know, several years ago. And they're a little more adventurous, I think, is the word I would use as far as the meal choices. And so I stopped using them for a while, like for for a good while. I didn't use them at all. But they have been building up their program and the, the things that they offer. And they have these fresh and ready meals that are so convenient and good, and they're all organic. And one thing I really, really, really love about Sunbasket is that you can customize your proteins. So like, for example, and not necessarily on the the fresh and ready meals, but on their meal kit meals, like let's say, like, oh, this week we're having one that was supposed to be lamb. Mm -hmm. And I I don't eat lamb. You don't do lamb. I don't do lamb. (laughs) But I was able to upgrade the meat to organic filet mignon instead. Yum. It's one of their premium meals, and I'm so excited about that. So we're going to have organic filet mignon, but they they always let you upgrade the meat to an organic option. Not all companies have that as as an available choice. But I'm, you know, since writing the new book, which you'll all hear more about as we go, but the importance of choosing organic meats has, um, you know, become more apparent to me. So Sunbasket, go to jenstevens.com, the favorite things tab, and try it out. You know, it's it, there's so many options that you can choose from every week that even if you've got some pickier eaters in your family like Sherry does, you can find options that work. One thing I want to say, though, Sherry, you know, I bought a bunch of the fresh and ready meals for Chad when I was at the beach to eat. He can't understand you must add seasoning. Right. Because, see, they're a healthy company, so they do not add a lot of sodium. So when I prepare one... I season it to my taste. Well, apparently he is unable to do that. Sorry. (laughs) So he's like, they just taste so bland. I'm like, baby, you got to add some salt. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, I do find myself, you know, adding salt to most of them. And I didn't know until recently somebody was asking about low sodium meal delivery uh, companies. And um, so I did a little research and like some hospital, I don't know if it was Mayo Clinic or something, actually had a paper written and they recommended four companies that were low sodium options and Sunbasket was one of them. Yeah. So, you know, just be aware that they do not add a lot of salt to their meals, but that's where you come in. You get to customize that. And that is like the easiest thing to do. You would rather have it have less salt than too much salt, right? Right. But anyway, I just had to share that because that's kind of funny because he just can't, he can't figure out. He's like, you just, but he also thinks I'm apparently this magician in the kitchen now. (laughs) It's just the salt. (laughs) Well, you cook it with love. Well, that's true. We'll let him keep thinking that I'm a magician. There was a study done that showed that when people prepare food and drinks for you, that it tastes better. Well, you know, so okay, that makes sense. Well, you are such a good cook. When you prepare food for me, it, I think it tastes better. So maybe that's true. Maybe. Maybe I'm not really great. Or maybe you're just a better cook. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, our life lesson of the week is hidden vacation gems. A very popular subject in our uh, life lessons Facebook group is people will constantly say, hey, I'm taking a road trip. I'm traveling from here to there. What is there to do along the way? Where should I stop? What restaurants should we eat at? And 
somebody actually requested this week's episode and they said, you know, um, stuff's starting to open back up again. A lot of people don't feel comfortable like really going out of the country at this point. They're looking for more local vacation spots or, you know, little places that they can take their family that they haven't been before. So um, we asked our community to share with us their favorite vacation spots you know, what What did they like to do when they're there? What's special about it? You know, where did they stay and that sort of thing. So we're going to share those answers with you this afternoon. Yay. And, you know, we can also share our favorite vacation spots in Myrtle Beach and Surfside and Myrtle's Inlet and where we like to travel. We just got back, like we've said, <laughs> from traveling. And Sherry knows my very exciting news, but we just bought a beach house in Surfside Beach and I love it. Sherry, did you ever watch the TV show on HGTV, Vacation Home for Free or something? Do you remember that show? No, I did not. It might have been like 10 years ago. And, you know, I never thought of myself as somebody who could buy a beach house. You know, it really my beach dream started several years ago. If people were in the advanced Facebook group, they might remember I shared right when I was just getting ready to retire. Chad and I went to this, you know, those timeshare presentations that they do. Uh huh. And they got me dreaming about traveling. But it was so expensive to buy a timeshare. I was like, I'm not going to buy a timeshare. We're going to think about buying, you know, a condo of our own that we can have as an investment, then rent it out. You know, we're renting out our, our beach condo right now, in fact. So, you know, I thought back to that that show, Vacation Home for Free. And the premise of that was, if you get a vacation home in an area that rents really, really well, then you can rent it for the peak weeks, and then it will pay the expenses that you have for the property. So I started to think, could I really do that? And so I had been scouring the real estate listings for like, I don't know, a couple of years, ever since I got the idea in my head. And in the fall, a house that that came up, it was a great little price. It was under a thousand square feet. It's a tiny, tiny little cottage. And but it was still priced more than I thought that we could afford. And I was like, oh, I just don't know if the time is right. Is it right? Well, the holidays came, nobody bought it. You know, and this is a hot real estate market, right? All around the nation. So it was on the market for over a hundred days. This little tiny cottage from the 50s. Nobody bought it still. So after they dropped the price, I was like, maybe just maybe. So we made them a, an offer that was lower than they had it listed for. They took it, and we were able to get a mortgage. And so it's it's available for rent now, which is what's so exciting. You know, it's already rented throughout the summer months, and I think it's going to pay for itself. I think it will. It's the cutest little place. It really is. So I went there in early April to you know to get it ready, and then we went there to enjoy it right before it hit the rental market. And so it makes me sad to think of people staying in my cute little cottage, but it makes it so that I can afford it. You know, I can't afford to buy a beach house and live here and have a beach house there. But, you know, for everyone who's dreaming, think about that. You know, think about a condo. That's where we, you know, got our foot in the door. And, you know, our condo is is completely paying for itself right now. That's great. Yeah. So... You know, just just keep that in mind and don't be afraid because they have these great management companies that really, you know, you're not having to worry about it. You're not going to have to do it on VRBO. I mean, maybe it depends on where you are, but the management company is just fantastic. And I know that, you know, I can count on them to, to do the maintenance that needs to be done. Anyway, I'm just so excited. Who would have thought? I never thought I'd be the person with a beach house, but I can't go to it because someone is renting it. But... <laughs> Yeah, in the meantime, you know, it is the hardest part. But in the meantime, you know, I'm building up equity in it, and you know, it's it's an investment as well as I'm going to get to go vacation there. So, you know, and the the best part is we have the place that we're going to go back to year after year. You and I'll have many more trips there. I'm sure we can walk to things and yes. Look for places that maybe everybody's not going. That's why I love South Myrtle, the south of Myrtle Beach with um, Surfside, Myrtle's Inlet, that whole area. A lot of great restaurants. Yeah, amazing. We ate amazing. My jeans are, my jeans are, <laughs> can confirm that we had amazing food. Absolutely. Long yeah. windows, amazing food. The weather was amazing. It was. Um, there's just always so much to do, yet it doesn't feel hurried. It's so relaxing. I mean, like, we just get up and kind of 
walk on the beach and ease into our day and mosey around go explore we went on a great dolphin tour and that was so fun went out into the ocean we, it was the windiest day ever i think but <laughs> we, i was probably five minutes away from seasickness <laughs> if we hadn't <laughs> gone back <laughs> so yeah if you've never been to that area i had not been until jen got her first beach condo and she invited me to come stay there with her and it, i just love it it's great. I mean, I'm about five hours from Gulf Shores and Orange Beach in Alabama, and I've been down there, but I'm going to be honest, I might be a trader. I like it over in Surfside better. I love the Atlantic Ocean, you know, and I think a lot of it is also where you grew up going or what kind of beach your earliest memories are for. My grandparents always took me to Myrtle. We, they got a, they had a timeshare in North Myrtle, which got me thinking about that, you know, as far as like, that's what you do. You get a timeshare, you go to the beach, but... You know, my granddaddy always dreamed of having a beach house, and he would love this so much. It was built in 56. It's got the knotty pine from the 50s, and it has just held up beautifully. But they've remodeled, like, the wiring, the plumbing, you know. (laughs) We didn't have electrical problems, which is good. But, you know, there's just something about that nostalgic beach that you think of as home. Yes. Yeah. Well, Angela from Michigan, she sent us her little vacation gem. And she says, for those of you who are not from Michigan, especially those who live in the South, you might not realize how amazing it is here in the summertime. Lake Michigan has beaches that are on par with those in Florida, except there are no crunchy shells to hurt your feet and the water isn't salty. The sunsets over the lake are amazing too. There are tons of little towns and cities all up and down the west side of Michigan that offer fantastic shopping and dining. There's South Haven, Saugatuck, Holland, Grand Haven, and Traverse City, which all come to mind. Might be Traverse City. That's where my geography, lack of geography comes in. (laughs) (laughs) I'd personally recommend going in late June to early August, as that's the best time to visit. It's usually in the mid-80s during the day and drops to the mid-70s at night. We rarely see 90 degrees here, maybe only two to three times per year. Winter here might not be the best time to visit, but summer is glorious. That sounds wonderful. I do want to say one thing in defense of the southern beaches like South Carolina, and that is it's not as hot as you think it's going to be because of that ocean breeze. When you're actually out there on the, you know, it it's not as hot as you think, even though it's South Carolina. Anyway, that's my defending the South. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot hotter in Augusta than it is at the beach. Right, right. And then we have a second vote for a Michigan vacation from Patty in Michigan. Michigan is truly the Great Lakes state. You are never further than six miles from a lake wherever you are. The Pure Michigan website tells all, but a favorite is Mackinac Island. Think about Somewhere in Time. That was that movie, that movie Somewhere in Time. Did you ever see it? Apparently I didn't. I think I might have, or maybe I just remember the trailer. No cars are allowed on the island and you arrive by ferry. Walking, biking, kayaks, and carriage rides are primary modes of transportation. It is a must-see location. And you can go to Michigan.org, and uh, they have information there. And I'll put a, a link in show notes about things to do on Mackinac Island. All right. So Katrina from North Carolina says, This isn't really a hidden gem, but one of my family's favorite places to visit is the Beaches Resort in Turks and Caicos. We don't typically care to visit the same locations more than once, but we have gone to beaches three times. It's a great place for families with lots of activity that center around a Sesame Street theme for younger kids. But there are plenty of activities for older kids and adults as well. Every night there's a theme party with food, music, and dancing. The service is amazing and top-notch. It's all-inclusive, including alcohol, and tipping is not allowed, so you don't technically need your wallet once you arrive. Turks is absolutely gorgeous with white powder sand beaches with crystal clear water. Standing in knee-deep water, I saw tons of fish, turtles, and a stingray. There are 21 restaurant options, and it's all-inclusive, as I said, so it's a slice of heaven on earth. That sounds amazing. I want to go now. It does. I love the Caribbean. I've been to Grand Turk on a cruise. You know, I used to love to cruise back when there was (laughs) cruising. But it's the same thing that she just said, the all-inclusive nature of a cruise is is a really great thing for families because my my boys loved going to the activities. So you had a little, you know, mama daddy time <laughs> when the kids were busy at the activities that they had. And so it was really enjoyable. Grand Turk is beautiful. 
But yeah, this is, is not on Grand Turk, I don't guess. I'm not really sure. But No, it's on the other island, I think. Okay. The ocean is gorgeous. One day we'll cruise again, right, Sherry? I hope so. I actually mm. just looked up to see if there are any resorts on Grand Turk. There really aren't. There's some little dive hotels. But okay. When I say dive, I mean like scuba divers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think there's some good things on Grand Turk. Maybe I'm wrong. There's only a handful of places okay. to stay, but then they have a lot of vacation rentals like houses oh, and stuff. Oh, okay. okay. But yeah, I would love to spend a week there. I don't care where I stay. You know, the thing about vacation home rentals, that that's why, you know, our house is rented so well. They said that a lot of people are still not traveling because of COVID and wanting to stay in hotels and they're not, but they, they are getting a house. They're renting a vacation right. home instead. Yulia from Virginia writes, there's an awesome website which allows you to gift your family or friends vacation experiences. I received one from my husband and it was awesome. It does not expire and it has many locations both in the U.S. and internationally. If you go to tingly.com, it's T-I-N-G-G-L-Y, you receive a cute box with a catalog and you get to go online and choose your own adventure from hundreds of options. They have a variety of themes and prices. The one I received was a bucket list experience. I chose a tour of Costa Brava, Spain, and it was a wonderful time. That does sound fun. That would be great if, you know, someone in your family was getting married. and uh-huh, you know. Or having a big anniversary mm-hmm. or something. Yep. All right. If you're looking for a weekend in wine country, Kathy suggests Lodi, California for a getaway. It's not as expensive as Napa or Sonoma. Um, They used to sell and supply grapes to the Napa area, but decided to develop and expand their product themselves. They have lovely tasting rooms and wineries, fantastic affordable wines, a cute downtown, and wonderful restaurants. Sherry, have you ever been to wine country in California? I have not, but I would love it. It's amazing. I've been twice. Once um, before we had kids in maybe like 97. And then I went when Cal had just graduated high school. So it was maybe 2015 it was. It was 2015. And I was there um, with a good friend, and we did the wine country. And it's just so cute. And you imagine it's going to be huge, but everything's really close together. Uh huh. And you can take like a tour and go from winery to winery. So much fun. That does sound like a great weekend. Maybe we could do that one day. That would be fun. We would love it. Beth from Indiana says, I have found the cutest place in Fort Myers. Google the pyramids in Florida. We spent a spur-of-the-moment long weekend in April there. It has a concrete pond that they call a lake, but it's not really that big. It is a natural, it's full of natural spring water. And the cutest little bungalows that look like pyramids. If you go to pyramidsinflorida.com, you can check it out. Thank you for all you do. I love your community. That sounds really fun. It sounds like maybe, again, one of those nostalgic places. Uh Uh-huh. I wondered, she didn't say, and I didn't look it up, if it's like hot springs, maybe? We have a lot of hot springs, like in Colorado. I don't know if there's hot springs in Florida. I bet it's not. I don't think that Florida has hot springs because those usually have to do with like mountain activity, right? I guess. You're the science teacher. Well, I would not think that Florida would because Florida is one big coastal plain. It's probably the most boring geography to teach to children because, you know, like I, I taught in Georgia and in South Carolina. And when you're teaching geography to the kids, you know, Georgia, we've got all these different, you know, regions. We've got the coastal plain. We've got the Piedmont. We've got the mountain region, the you know, the Blue Ridge, whatever, the Appalachian Mountains. But Florida is like coastal plain. That's and the it. swamps. Don't forget well, the swamps. That's, but I mean, swamps are, are on the coastal plain. Oh, are they? Yes. Oh. Yes, swamps are on the coastal plain. Okay, yes. you just taught me something new. They're a feature of the coastal plain. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very, very flat. So I wouldn't think that they would have hot springs is what I'm saying. But, you know, maybe I don't understand hot springs. I think they have to do with mountain activity. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think it's because they're close to, like, magma pools or something. I could be wrong. Uh, now I'm intrigued. I'm going to have to look this up when we get it done here. <laughs> we'll see what how much I know. I don't know. I would think a hot spring was related to magma. Somehow. Okay. So they're just plain mineral springs. I would guess. Anyway, it sounds fun and like a really fun, nostalgic place to go. All right. So Jennifer in Alabama says, for years when my kids were small, we would vacation in Siesta Key, Florida. Always named one of the top 10 beaches in the world, Siesta Key has some of the whitest, softest sand you'll see anywhere. I remember the first year we went, I noticed the beach starting to get crowded around 8 p.m. with chairs all pointing down the beach. I was pretty confused until I realized they were all out there to witness the breathtaking sunset, which happens almost nightly. Well, I would say the sunset happens nightly. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I had to. But it's probably just only breathtaking almost nightly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the beach is wide enough to not feel super crowded. There's a local aquarium, a circus museum, and it's only 30 minutes from Tampa, where there's a Bush Gardens amusement park. We would usually spend one day shopping at the Outdoor Outlet Mall in Ellington, stop at Millie's for chocolate chip pancakes, and browse the Siesta Village shops for trinkets and souvenir t-shirts. Oh, and can't forget ice cream at Olaf's. Finding a place to stay was pretty easy. We used a website called Siesta for Rent, and that's the number four, Siesta for Rent, a few times. Then once we got familiar with where we like to stay, we could use more direct resort-specific sites. Plenty of options for beachfront, beach view, or bay view. Orlando is also just a few hours drive away, and we did day trips at Disney a few times. We generally went in June when the kids got out of school and it was already warm. That sounds nice. I have never even heard of Siesta Key, Florida. I have. I haven't done a lot on the Gulf Coast. Oh, it was on the Gulf Coast? Yeah, Tampa's on the Gulf Coast side. We just didn't vacation there. We always went to the Atlantic. Uh, yeah, I feel like Atlanta is like the dividing line. The people who live in Atlanta, they go to the Gulf. And the rest of us, <laughs> go we, go to the, the, we go to the, the Atlantic. Atlantic. Yeah, we go to the Atlantic, at least for Georgia. You know, I don't know. But, of course, that reminded me of those big milkshakes that we had at Myrtle Beach <laughs> for dinner Didn't one night. to get these crazy, amazing milkshakes. And the name of the place is, what is it, the, the Crazy Mason. They put yes. them in a mason jar. They were crazy. <laughs> And so good. So good. If you're ever at Myrtle Beach, go to the Crazy Mason. Actually, don't go because then the line will be longer for us. But (laughs) (laughs) they have this whole like, like you're at Disney or something. That's how long the line is. It's in this bowling alley at Market Commons, which is right near the airport. And I never even knew it was there till I saw somebody talking about it on, I guess, before I left Facebook, someone was talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I got to try it. And then I went there and I was like, okay, I see. (laughs) Well, and we have to go back because I had my heart set on like three different varieties. And I could only pick one. That's right. I've got some more varieties to try. They've got like 20 different varieties. Yeah, and you can even create your own. Well, Carrie from Washington said, my husband and I discovered a truly hidden gem, a very small island called Cayman Brock. Brack? I don't know. I don't know either. Wow. While most everyone is familiar with Grand Cayman, Cayman Brack is one of the sister islands. It is about 12 miles long and a mile wide. We save our air miles and we fly there for taxes only. We save our pennies and rent a house on the beach with a pool and live like rock stars for two weeks. Wow. What we love most about it is the quiet and seclusion. You can truly unwind and be still. Grand is where the shopping and nightlife happen, but Cayman Brack is very laid back and remote. The sunsets are incredible. There are several caves on the island to explore, and it is a diver's paradise. My husband dives with the Brack Scuba Shack, a smaller and more personal dive operation. But if you don't dive, the snorkeling is great too. We typically go in May, but I have heard winter is awesome as well. To get to Brack, you fly to the Grand Cayman, and then you take a fantasy island plane, also known as a puddle jumper, to Brack. That's so funny. I'm now imagining the fantasy island show with <laughs> the plane, the plane. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there are restaurants on the island and three small grocery stores. Groceries come in a couple times a week on a barge. So if you see something you like, buy it because it may not be there later. There is a hospital and a gas station at each end of the island. Our favorite place to grab a bite is at the resort, which is more like a two-story Motel 6 on the beach. They have an amazing barbecue on Friday nights with live music. It is always a highlight for us. One of the outdoor bars has a taco night. And it's a great place to just chat with other tourists and locals. We have never met anyone that has ever heard of Cayman Brack. We actually found it on a map and six months later booked our first trip there. If you want to check it out from home, watch the movie Cayman Went, which was filmed exclusively on Brack. And the first house we rented was the one used in the movie. Very cool. And I guess now that she said no one's ever heard of it, we don't feel so bad for not knowing how to say it. (laughs) So if it was wrong, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's great. It sounds like a place I would love to visit. Well, when she said it, that she liked, you know, chatting with other tourists and locals, that was like one of the most fun things we did at Grand Turks was just mm-hmm. sit and talk oh, yeah. to the, the locals and the people it was who had, great. had moved we went, there. We, um, we knew somebody who lived there on Grand Turk because she was in our Delayed on Deny Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, I can't go on the cruise, but I'll see you there. 
And so she met us at Jack's Shack right there, which, you know, was amazing. And so we got to meet locals and we got to meet her. Her name was Wanda. And it was just amazing to be there. Yeah, it was a great day. It was a great day. All right. Pam from Indiana says, one of our favorite vacations was a houseboat trip which was a week long, on Dale Hollow Lake. The lake is between Kentucky and Tennessee. We did several houseboat vacations on this large, beautiful lake. So peaceful, calm, and relaxing. We usually went mid-May to mid-June with a one-week houseboat rental. The water is so clear that regional scuba diver enthusiasts go to Dale Hollow. I suggest you get a dual-state fishing license if you plan to fish, since it's sometimes hard to know which waters you're in. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I would do wrong, Sherry. Oh, I would totally trouble. do that wrong. I'd be like, what? Where am <laughs> I, I? That would not have even crossed my mind. No. I'd be like, neither. I came in on the Tennessee side. What? what? <laughs> yeah, doesn't that count? All right. We would pull into a cove and use a small boat to explore. We've since done a houseboat trip on Lake Powell. So beautiful. Best tips. Pick a group of people who gel. You're going to be in close quarters for a week. We rented a boat that slept 10 or 12, but kept the numbers to half that. To really get into the peace and quiet, get away from the world atmosphere, we chose not to get on the boat that had TV and all the gizmos, so we were off the grid. We played cards, board games, backgammon, read books, listened to music, talked, Cooked and ate as a group for dinner. Everyone was on their own for breakfast and lunch. Lots of pre-prepared foods in the fridge, coolers for lunch. We planned menus ahead of time and shopped for ingredients. We made some dishes ahead of time. Potato salad, pasta salad, pea salad, lettuce salad, tuna salad, fruit salad, salsa. Uh, now I'm hungry. <laughs> we, we bought lunch meats, cheeses for lunches. Dinners were seafood or meat grilled with prepped salads. With a limited number of people, there was always room for privacy if you wanted alone time. We had the group above deck, some below, floats in the water, maybe others on the small boat exploring. We never felt we were tripping over each other. Large boat, half capacity. That's my recommendation. Yeah, that's a great tip. I didn't even know you could do a trip like that. I didn't know you could either. No. And I was listening to you read about it and reading along here. And when she was talking about prepping like all these salads, I was like, that's a lot of salads. But it would make mealtime easy yeah, if you all you had to do out. was, yeah, and grill some meat on the grill and dinner's Such done. Such a good idea. See, look, we got all kind of tips here. Not just where to go, but how to live your life. So Kate <laughs> from South Carolina recommends Jekyll Island, Georgia. And I was actually just asking Jen about that place. Well, That's I was asking there. you about Jekyll Island and what's the other one now? St. Simon? No, Georgia? in Georgia. Oh, yeah. oh, oh Tybee. Tybee. Tybee yeah. Island. Yeah, that's right outside yeah. of Savannah. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that a couple of weeks ago because I've never been down there. So Kate recommends Jekyll. She said it's great for biking, going to the beach, and seeing historic sites. I like it because it's not as commercialized as some other beach vacation places like Hilton Head. It is a fun place for families. And we have a second recommendation for Jekyll Island from Erica. Jekyll Island Club Resort is an old historic area on Jekyll Island, Georgia. It's in South Georgia near Brunswick, Georgia. That makes you feel like you have traveled back in time. Beaches are within walking distance, seafood restaurants galore, biking, fishing, tours of the area. The island is small, so it's not too, too touristy, but is a nice, quaint, quiet getaway with tons of history. And the Driftwood Bistro at the end of the island is a must for home-cooked meals. That sounds great. I haven't been to Jekyll for so long that I would like to go back and see it. All right, Elaine, an Irish transplant in the UK, writes, and I know which Elaine this is. Hello, Elaine. <laughs> I interviewed her for Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast. And by the way, on the Delay Don't Deny social network this morning, yeah. she told us that you and I are expected to come over and visit her. I want to. <laughs> I absolutely do. I said, don't be surprised if we come knocking on your door one day. There you go. <laughs> you can count on that, Elaine. So she says, my favorite holiday spot of all time. Oh, gosh, I don't know how to say this. Tenerife. Tenerife, one of the Canary Islands off the north coast of Africa. Tenerife has Mount... Okay, I don't know how to pronounce any of these words, so everyone just forgive me. Just bear Mount with us. Tide, T-E-I-D-E. I'm sure it's pronounced much more beautifully than I just say it. How would you have said it, Sherry? Tide? I'd say tide. Okay, in the middle. It might be tidy. Yep. Tidy. I don't know. And in on either side of the mountains, two completely different climates. On the south side of the island, hot sunshine, beautiful sandy beaches, and tourist resorts with hotels, apartments, campsites, and caravan parks. On the north side, a damper climate, still warm, but with more rainfall than the south. 
I've been visiting for over 25 years. And at one time, my hubby and I owned two apartments over there, and we would go three or four times a year. See, Elaine knows how to do the vacation rental for free. I just had no idea, really, that you could actually make that happen. So (laughs) anyway, she says, it's a fabulous spot for families or just couples. People eat late at night outside in the open air. It's so lovely. You can climb the mountain or take a cable car up to the top and just walk down if you fancy. This is our happy place. We know it so well, it's like being at home when we fly there. It's the one place in the world where I can completely relax, visit the beach in the morning for a swim and sunbathing, then a drive up the mountain for a long walk. I love it so much. I realize it would work better for your European listeners rather than your American audience, but I can't recommend it highly enough. Well, thank you so very much, Elaine. So I actually had never heard of it until I've been on a Downton Abbey kick the last couple weeks which I just finished the entire series. It was so good. So good. And they talked about it. And then oh, really? Like, yeah. And I then, don't remember that. Yeah, some Duke or something was there, and <laughs> they kept talking about it. And then Elaine posted it. I was like, oh, I recognize that from Downton Abbey. Love it. So we have two votes for New Mexico. My favorite hidden gem is Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico, Kaylee says. It is so beautiful. It is great for families with school-age kids, especially if you stay to see the bats fly at sunset. Don't forget a jacket. No matter what the weather is on top, the caverns are always 60-ish degrees. And Angela suggests Cloudcroft, New Mexico. It is a beautiful small town, a short drive from, again, I'm going to butcher this name, Ruidoso. And between the two places, there's something for everyone. Ruidoso sports a great casino resort and a lake for kayaking or swimming and lots of other outdoorsy activities. Cloudcroft is a mountain town with a quaint main street and gorgeous areas for hiking. There's a beautiful railroad trestle that is a doable hike from the town. If you go during the fall, you can witness some of the most gorgeous foliage change I've ever seen. As a bonus, New Mexico is a reasonably sized state and Ruidoso is centrally located, so you can easily check out Roswell if you're into kitschy Area 51 stuff. Carlsbad Caverns, Taos, and several other beautiful spots the state has to offer if you want to spend a little time and a few gallons of gas. I visited for the first time with my family when I was about 10. My dad loved to take these driving vacations, which I never understood because he was a truck driver. I was usually bored and I couldn't wait to get home, but this trip sticks with me because it was so gorgeous. I visited again in my early 20s with a friend, and it felt like visiting an old friend. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I think I love the Myrtle Beach area so much. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I think some places just connect with your soul. It feels like home. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Des from Texas recommends Rainbow Hearth Sanctuary and Retreat in Burnett, Texas. This is a place for couples, outdoorsy people, and anyone who really just wants to unplug and get away from it all for a while. When I say unplug, I mean it. We only had cell service in the dining room. Well, that's not where you want cell service, is it? (laughs) (laughs) My husband and I stayed at this fabulous family-owned B&B a few years ago for our first getaway anniversary after our first child was born. This place is nestled in the beautiful Texas hill country and overlooks Lake Buchanan. You can hike down to the lake to play, fish, swim, or kayak like we did. You can hike up the hill to Native American ceremonial grounds. We stayed in a treehouse yurt. Ooh, that sounds fun. You know, yurts are round. So this one's up in a treehouse. That sounds like lots. I like to stay in different kind of places like that. With a detached, just across a little walkway bathroom with a sunken tub and skylight. Each room is different from the next and surrounds a courtyard of fresh herbs and veggies. The owner also grows microgreens on site and prepares all meals family style herself. In addition to the hiking, you can grab a book and be a bum in the hammocks on the porch and listen to nature and look at the water. After all of that excitement, you can book a massage with a couple of the best massage therapists ever. This place is so relaxing, you will definitely feel recharged and ready to tackle your normal life again, even if you aren't ready to go back. Do yourself a favor and stay at least three nights. So that was the Rainbow Hearth Sanctuary and Retreat in Burnett, Texas. Chris from Washington recommends Stahaken. I'm going to say Stahaken. We'll go with Stahaken in the northern <laughs> Cascade of Washington. You have to take a boat, float plane, or hike in. I've always wanted to be on a float plane. Yeah, but I'm not hiking in. <laughs> <laughs> but would you fly in on a float plane? Yes. Okay. 
actually would feel safer on a float plane because you know it could land like in variety. I don't know. That just feels like a good landing to me. Okay. Once you are there and settle into your rented home, there are so many opportunities for hiking to waterfalls, kayaking, biking, horseback riding. It is really beautiful. I've never been to such a secluded area. And don't forget a visit to the bakery. They have amazing cinnamon rolls. I would visit in the summer, but you must get reservations for your stay early. We brought up most of our groceries on the boat. It is such a special place for families, couples, gatherings, for friends. You really won't ever want to leave. That's a good tip. Make sure you have your groceries with you. Yes. <laughs> Monette, who Sherry and I have, we know personally, she's um, one of our friends from the Delayed on Tonight community from um, she's sharing Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Monette says it's a very popular romantic place to get married, and she got married there April 11th out on the back deck of a hillside cabin. We saw her photos. They were beautiful. It was magical. It was a beautiful little quaint town in the Ozark Mountains of northwest Arkansas. She said it was secluded and peaceful with winding mountainside streets. The streets are lined with Victorian homes, hugging cliff sides. The entire downtown area is on the National Register of Historic Places. Several blocks of -of one-of-a-kind shops to browse around in. Lots of beautiful B&Bs, cottages, and cabins for lodging. And she says, we always find great places to stay using Airbnb. And shout out for them because that's where my son Cal works. We love Airbnb. (laughs) Nestled in the hills is Thorn Crown Chapel, a striking wood and glass chapel. It's a popular tourist spot, and the story behind how it was built is interesting and inspiring. Springtime is beautiful there, suitable for couples or families. Eureka Springs has lots of winding roads, and motorcyclists are very present. Nearby Beaver Lake is great for hiking and mountain biking. She said, our favorite restaurants are the Grotto, Wood-Fired Grill and Wine Cave, Ermilio's Italian Home Cooking, the local Flavor Cafe, and for a delicious made-from-scratch breakfast, we never miss a visit to the Sweet and Savory Cafe. Lots of homemade baked goods to choose from, too. I've actually been there. It's really... Oh, have you? Yes. I haven't been since I was a teenager, but it's a really cute town. And it is it is like really windy kind of uphill streets that you just kind of walk through and there's shops and a lot of them are built in like these really old two and three story buildings. So you have to go up a lot of steps to look at their stuff, but it's just a cute little place. It'd be a great little weekend getaway. And that glass chapel is really beautiful too. So listeners, we just realized as we were going through this list, we have so many that we could share with you that we're going to make a two-part episode about this. So stay tuned. We will add the second part of this coming up in another episode. We got lots more vacation spots to share from listeners. So if you submitted one, come back and listen at a later date. So before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. On episode seven of this podcast, we spoke to Joel from Life Pro Fitness. With whole body vibration, you stand on a machine with a vibrating platform. The machine vibrates. It transmits energy to your body, forcing your muscles to contract and relax dozens of times each second. Emerging research shows that whole body vibration, when performed correctly, reduces back pain, aids in flexibility, reduces joint pain, improves strength and balance, which is especially important in older adults. It reduces bone loss. It can improve mood and sleep. It actually can also improve the gut microbiome, which affects many body systems and other important health conditions could see improvement as well. So we've partnered with LifePro to bring you a special deal on a LifePro vibration plate or anything that LifePro offers through their website. If you're interested in seeing what all they have, such as vibration therapy and all the other great tools that they have for general health and wellness, go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash LifePro. And when you buy, use our special discount code for our listeners. At checkout, use the code LIFELESSONS, one word. You'll save 10% off your entire order. Or you can just go to our website, lifelessonscommunity.com and go to the Shop With Us tab. Next, we have a segment we call our listener-led lesson. And I am the listener with the lesson today. (laughs) (laughs) I woke up, we're recording this the week after Mother's Day, and I woke up on Mother's Day and Chad had brought me some roses the day before. I put them on the kitchen table. And while I slept, one of the cats knocked over the entire vase of roses and the entire 
vase of water spilled all over my wooden table. Wouldn't have been a big problem, except I have cork-backed placemats, which trapped the water, and they absorbed it and stuck to the table. And so when I peeled back those cork placemats, I saw white film everywhere the five placemats were. And I was like, all right, my table looks ruined. So I Googled what to do. Thank goodness, if you have a white ring on your table, you are still safe. It's when it starts to, when it penetrates the, the whatever the top coat is and gets to the wood below, it'll be a black coating. So that's when you have to, or, or it'll look black, like a black stain. Black stains are a problem. But if it's still white, I used a hair dryer and I just right there on the white stain, it dried it right up and you can't even tell that it happened. So bad kitty. But yeah. it's all fixed. You didn't have to do anything after that? Not a thing. I noticed the link you sent me said something about you could polish it with mayonnaise or something if you needed to. Yeah, I didn't need to. I got to it in time. But if it's white, the good chances are good that it's just trapped in whatever. You know, we've got a light polyurethane coating on this wood table. So, whew. Yeah. <laughs> Saved it. Because <laughs> I love our little kitchen table. I don't want to get a new one. We have a little chat group with some friends. And Jen came on and she was like, oh, my gosh, look Help. at my table. Help. And... Uh, <laughs> Yep. So she, then she came back and said she solved it. And I said, well, you are going to give our, our tip the week. That's right. Hair dryer. Hair dryer. That was it. It worked. Nothing to panic about. At the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. Today's quote is, the successful person forms the habit of doing what the failing person doesn't like to do. She says it's from Thomas Edison or could be from somebody else. Depends on what website you look at. It is really hard sometimes. I know. There are a lot yes. of quotes that you don't know who they're right. attributed to. She said, yeah. this quote has stood out to me and been my light as I sought and still seek to get disciplined in so many areas of my life. I began weightlifting in November 2018, IF in January 2020, and finally got on top of my finances within this past year. It has been written on my bathroom mirror since 2018, and I read or refer to it almost daily. The thought of being a failure is not an option as an Enneagram 3. So this quote can physically make me feel ill when I read it and recognize an area in which I'm failing because I just don't like to do it. I am now addicted to some form of daily workout. I have successfully lost 40 pounds with intermittent fasting, choosing healthier foods. I have cut out sugar almost completely, and I am no longer living life paycheck to paycheck. I absolutely love this quote. There is no area of my life that it can't motivate me, even if it's just to do the dishes after dinner. I want my life to be a series of habits that continue to make me the best version of myself. I love that. And the quote again is, the successful person forms the habit of doing what the failing person doesn't like to do. You know, I had a, a conversation very similar to that last night with my son, Will. He's 21 and he's, you know, talking about life is so hard. I'm like, maybe it's hard for everybody. We all have to do things we don't want to do. No matter what, you know, he's a musician. He's talking about, oh, well, one day if my band makes it, life will be easy. I'm like, no, you'll just have to do different things right. you don't want to do. There's no life where you aren't doing things you don't want to do. Exactly. No life, unless you are, are living alone. I mean, if you're living with people, you're going to have to do things you don't want to do. Just as, you know, <laughs> Unless courteous. you're a hermit in the woods. I guess, yeah. And then you're still going to have to go to town to get groceries. Yeah, you might not want to. So, that you know, life is, you've got to do things you don't want to do. Yes. So, listeners, thank you so much for listening today. Join the podcast Facebook community. It's called Life Lessons with Jen and Sherry. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcast app. And we'd also love for you to leave a review so that we can reach others. That really does help. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you want to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening.